0: Well, hey everyone, welcome back to this episode here of, well, not, not welcome back to this episode because you're probably just starting this one, but welcome back to, yeah, where'd they go? Welcome back to this podcast. Thank you. Unless you're, wherever you listen to podcasts, immediately crashed uh, upon starting and then welcome back to this episode. Ah. But you, you know, you know what it is. It's, it's fool's gold variety hour. My name is Tom. And I'm Zach. And we host this here shindig. And uh, typically we start with the episode numbers, but let's be real. We don't have to keep track of that. You're keeping track. You know exactly which number this one is. Also,
1: we're not going to mention it again, but just so we have it out of the way. I said I wouldn't mention it, but I think it would be at least funny to to talk about. Just a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, This episode, specifically the one you're listening to right now containing the words coming out of my voice recorded on this day is our special emergency evergreen episode. It is the episode that we record and keep in the bank for whenever we need to release something. Uh, so we're really, we're not, we're not speaking on anything deliberately current, at least to my knowledge.
0: Uh, no, and that's why I really wanted to jump in with the legislation that Biden passed today. And uh,
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely evergreen, perennial. You could listen to this any time of year, and it would be the hottest, just scorching, relevant takes without, without drawing attention
0: to the, the news of the day. You're free from all the context you may need. It's okay if you haven't been paying attention to what's going on around you, neither have we for the sake of this episode. But that's all we're gonna say about that. We just we decided to do this because last time when we went away for two weeks we 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 really were only gone for two weeks, but it ended up because of how we record being four. yeah, um and we we had people texting, uh, at least I did had people texting me uh, how much they missed us, and we wanted to at least have something in case that happened again. Yep. Which leads us, of course, to the first thing. Uh, yeah. um, again, a peek behind the curtain. You guys have actually never requested, re- requested us watch anything. But for this specific episode, you requested that we watch uh, The Muppets Take Manhattan.
1: Ooh, yes, please. I do like Tom. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm something of a a Muppet fan. Yes. You could say. Mm -hmm. And Muppets Take Manhattan is one of my very favorites.
0: Would you say the Muppets Take Manhattan is better or worse than the Great Muppet Caper?
1: I prefer Take Manhattan. I don't know if it's better, per se.
0: Which is the one that has the abrupt cut to... Like the baby Muppets playing together. That is Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah, that is that is hands down. That abrupt cut, to is hands down. That might be legitimately the hardest I have ever laughed while watching a movie. It is a musical number,
1: Tom. It is a Miss Piggy and Kermit the Frog are in Central Park. Yeah. And Miss Piggy is telling kermit the frog how uh how they are destined to be in love destined to be together forever and she only wished that they had known each other when they were babies because that way they would have known each other their entire lives and then it cuts to muppet babies live action muppet babies to be clear not Mm -hmm. cartoon muppet babies live action muppet babies and it's a musical number about how Miss baby Miss Piggy loves baby Kermit
0: and shortly after that Kermit talks to Peter Falk
1: no that's in Caper Peter Falk is a
0: Caper I take it all back I was misremembering however I do love the Muppets the greatest Muppet movie if you ask me is A Muppet Christmas Carol 100% followed by uh, The Muppet Movie the original yeah yeah the one with like moving right along and yep yep all that jazz and then i'm gonna say muppet treasure island
1: i do like muppet treasure island i don't know if i like it as much as you do but i do like it a lot
0: and then um honestly the two newest ones are pretty low in the rankings for me if i'm thinking like the
1: first one with uh, jason
0: siegel and amy adams sure um
1: the one, the second one where the, uh, Ricky Gervais is there and they like Kermit gets like swapped out with evil Kermit, not a huge fan of that one. Um, it was also, this is a bit of a personal story, Tom, uh, mm-hmm. the, a movie I watched right before having, uh, I believe kidney stones. Uh, and so I will uh. always, <laughs> I will always associate, uh, that movie uh with that specific event in my life and so
0: i mean i think this is a perfect segue into the age-old question zach of what should they adapt with muppets
1: okay so i have seen a few suggestions i've seen um the one i'm partial to is great gatsby um with uh probably with Gatsby as being the only with Jay, the character Jay Gatsby being the only human or like there being a few other humans, but the majority of the cast is Muppets. Uh, I had also seen a very specific one and I didn't, I didn't come up with any of these, but I had seen a specific one with um, that was pride and prejudice with um, uh, Adam driver specifically as Mr. Darcy.
0: That would be delightful. It would be delightful. I yeah, I mean those are those are great expectations would be great. Mm. Um I wouldn't mind now. This is the out there pitch. If they did a Muppets Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's it is that's a weird
1: idea because it is a thing that not only has been done once before but is a traditional as traditionally done often by like theater companies, at least once per year as well. Right. Right. Um, I don't know how much room for Muppet shenanigans there would be in. True.
0: That adaptation. This is true. This is true. So all this to say, I love the Muppets. I was raised on the Muppets, big fan of the Muppet show. I'm all oh, for my content. I recently saw a tweet where somebody was saying how Miss Piggy is ostensibly a real person as far as they're concerned, because she's as real to them as any stranger or historical figure. And yeah. they, they said something about like how George Washington is more abstract in their head <laughs> than Miss Piggy. And just like... They have they know more about like Miss Piggy's bio and the reality of Miss Piggy than they know about George Washington. They just have like vague, and I was like, that's not yeah. inaccurate. Yeah. Who are who are your like top three Muppets? Ralph the dog.
1: One hundred. Okay, Tom. Ralph is number one for me. Mm-hmm. We love Ralph. Is the best, the best Muppet. Have you ever, Tom? Have you um. Have you ever gone back and watched um, the clips of Jim Henson doing Ralph the dog on the Jimmy Dean show in the sixties? Yes. Some of the, some of the best funniest stuff I think I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he'd be number one, number two, probably Rizzo.
1: Okay. I, I am not as big on Rizzo as you are. Well, no. and then number three,
0: I don't even. Well, I mean, I feel like I have to say Kermit, but if if we're going, I always there's a soft spot in my heart for just the big blue guy that's in the theme song that just like saunters like. The oh yeah, stage. what's his name?
1: What's his name?
0: Um, I, I knew his name at one point. He doesn't do a whole lot other than just be in the opening theme. His name is Thog. I love him. I also love the bear that is often a villain for some reason. I believe that's Bobo? Yeah.
2: What about you? Who would round out your... uh... I like Ralph. Mm -hmm. You know this. Uh, I like... um, uh, I like Snookums,
1: which is the... Other large sort of monster, shaggy monster Muppet. Yeah. With like the scary, scary teeth. And the big old nose. Yeah, and the big old nose. Um... Hey everyone, uh, Editor Zach here. Uh, just checking in, I I made a bit of a mistake. It, the, the Muppet I previously mentioned was not named Snookums, but was named Sweetums. Again, Sweetums, not Snookums. Uh, That is a mistake on my part. And I would like to formally apologize to you, the listeners, and also to the greater Muppet fan community. Um, I was slipping, and I assure you, I will not let
2: that happen again. Thanks. Do Sesame Street characters count as Muppets? I would say no.
1: Personally. Okay. Then I need to rethink my, my third. Because it would have been Cookie Monster, because I'm going to be honest, I love Cookie Monster's energy. He's just a wild freak, and I'm all about that.
0: I understand that they're Muppets, but in my head, Sesame Street and Muppets are, like, separate. Because it's not like, and I could be completely wrong, and you could easily just call that out. But in my head, Kermit and, like, Gonzo don't walk into Sesame Street.
1: Okay.
2: Any Uh, regularity.
0: The the
1: other, I I like Ralph. I like snookums again, sweetums, not snookums. Uh, this is a bit cheating, but I am pulling a tie for my third, sure, and it is uh, the Swedish chef, great choice, and uh, Pepe the king
0: prawn, also a great, phenomenal choice, and in the same great. way that like in the Muppet movie, it's like a funny cameo when Big Bird is there. I -hmm. do feel like they're separate entities. Sure. Yeah, and that's why you can't say Yoda is your favorite Muppet.
1: No, Yoda is, yeah, uh, yeah. that's a good point. That's a good point, I guess.
2: Who's your favorite Sesame Street Muppet? Because mine's Cookie Monster. Mine's probably Bert. Bert's good. See, I was
1: wondering if you would count Sesame Street Muppets because Kermit was a Sesame Street Muppet before he was a Muppet Muppet.
0: Right, right.
2: The, so, this is
1: this. Tom, I never saw, and this is going to bring great shame from you. I never did see the um, the Disney Plus Muppet Haunted Mansion special starring With Will, Will Arnett.
2: It's very.
0: I mean, it, I'm I'm not going to say it's very good, but it is good. It it's a it's a good time. I like, do you watch Modern Family? Have you watched Modern Family? I have not seen Modern Family now. Okay. They just there I was there were a lot of ads for uh they must do Halloween episodes similar to Brooklyn Nine Nine and they must have some renown. Right. I like it a lot actually when shows do um like Christmas episodes are pretty standard, but I really like shows like Bob's Burgers has a Thanksgiving episode each season. Yeah. And it's like a big deal. I like it when shows have that sort of thing. That's not, it's like you have your Christmas episode, but you also have like one other holiday. That's
2: like pretty rad. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like, uh, I like uh, the two community Christmas episodes. The one, like the, the zombie apocalypse one. And the one where they're all telling scary stories. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of which is, and it's one of my favorite jokes in the, um, it's one of my favorite jokes in the, uh, uh, in the entire show is when Shirley's telling her, um, Shirley's telling her scary story. And it's about how, uh, the Christian rapture and tribulation are happening. And the rest of the study group are in a, um, are in the, are in this cabin in the woods and uh, there's like a radio broadcast saying, oh, the rapture has happened and all the good Christians are gone. And Britta is just like, none of that scares me. I lived in New York and she steps outside and you hear a scream and she steps back inside and she's covered in blood and she looks completely disaffected and she's just like, "Ah, it's like New York out there.
0: I so the same my my favorite bit from Community same episode is shortly after that when the dean kicks down the door with a chainsaw and just yells gay marriage.
1: That one's all yeah yeah that's great it's, it's a uh, great episode.
0: It's yeah it's really good um yeah it's really good. So um I I thought another thing we could do this time around Zach is we could do a draft. Okay. But not for the military or sports. Okay. So what I want to do, we each get five picks, but similar to a draft, you get a pick and then I get a pick, but your pick is off the table. I can't pick your pick. Correct. So we're building, we're building the best. We're, we're attempting to build, but because of drafting, like we can't necessarily Mm -hmm. get the picks we want. Yep the five what would be the ideal cereal shelf in your pantry five best cereals to have on your shelf to keep okay. in mind similar to a sports team you want to have a balance yeah you don't want to go all chocolate or all sugar you know what i mean you want to have like these are the five cereals you get for the rest of your life it's a perma pantry situation okay um, um. So we're going to do two drafts to make it fair. Do you want to pick first in this one or the next one?
1: I'll pick first in this one. Are we doing two drafts? And one, both on cereal or one,
0: one on cereal, two? one on a different thing. Okay.
1: I'll
0: go first. So
2: you, okay. Go for it. Uh, I would love a lucky charms. Ooh, great pick. Great That's pick. Fine. I will write it down. Lucky charms. Great pick. All right. I'm going to go Captain Crunch.
1: Which kind of Captain Crunch? There are many varieties. Uh, I'm going to say. Butter. You've got Captain Crunch with crunchberries. You've got normal. Captain I'm going to say with, with, with Crunch berries.
0: berries. With Crunch okay. Berries.
1: Captain Crunch. crunchberries for Tom.
2: I will take the peanut butter Captain Crunch. Okay. I'm going to take Fruity Pebbles. You can have fruity pebbles. I don't hate fruity pebbles, but they're never the ones I go for.
0: Interesting, interesting. I thought that would be a, a more hot commodity pick. I will take uh, honey bunches of oats with strawberries.
2: Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one.
0: I'll go. I'll counter pick with honey nut cheerios. Honey nut
1: cheerios. I need uh, some something a little bit healthier something maybe a little bit better for my digestive system so i'm gonna go with just like a like a, a granola mm-hmm. sort of thing and if you th- have a granola choice please specify because it's sure. very possible it's just it doesn't sure it might not conflict with mine this is my fourth pick right hmm i'm gonna go with frosted flakes oh good choice good choice I will go to round us out. What do I want to round us out, Tom? What's going to do it? I've got Lucky Charms. So I got those mallows. I've got Peanut Butter, Camp and Crunch. I got that peanut butter. I got some Honey Bunches of Oats, specifically the kind of strawberries. I got some granola.
2: I will take Golden Grams. Ooh. I did not see that coming.
0: I'm torn. I've already got pretty pebbles, so I feel weird taking Fruit Loops, but I do love a good bowl of Fruit Loops every now and then.
2: hmm
0: And I'm kind of regretting. I think I would have rather taken the loops over the pebbles, maybe. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Okay. Okay, so listeners, whenever you're listening to this, whether it be f- five years in the future or the day this was released or five years from the day this was released,
2: you got to reply, post, comment, however, who had a better pantry of
0: forever cereal.
1: I will say yours is mostly more fun than mine. I feel that Lucky Charms pulls a great deal of fun factor with it. So it's covering for a lot of mine. All right, Tom, second draft.
0: All right, I get first pick this time, right? Yes. All right, we're going to do fast food restaurants. And here's the thing. You're picking five, and these are going to be the only five you can ever eat at again. Okay. So you can never eat any if you're going out for fast food. You're locked into these five. Okay. I'm going to start. So I get first pick. Mm-hmm. with taco bell okay
2: taco bell is a critical pick to have on my team okay i will go chipotle
1: okay i'm gonna say now tom you will realize that i left you at least two critical chipotle adjacent options open
0: for you yes but i yeah i mean i can do Qdoba if i want but i don't at this time because I've got tacos and quesadillas covered with Taco Bell, not Check. as good quality, but I've got them covered. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Popeyes because I want to have chicken on my fast food Kay. capacity. I'm trying to be well rounded. I am gonna
1: say Culver's, Ooh. which is a Midwest specific. So some of our listeners might not might not get that, but uh, Culver's for mine.
0: I'll say. Uh I'll say Wendy's. Wendy's. That That's way I get my I get my burgers and my frosties. Yeah, kind of covered. A Wendy's yep. burger is like a good solid burger choice.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Um Let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm just thinking of fast food places
1: uh i'm gonna i need to cover a sub a sub sandwich thing and uh i'm thinking i'm not a subway boy yeah. i'll mess with jimmy john's on occasion jimmy john's has better bread than subway for sure yeah. but they they hollow it out when they make your sandwich you never get enough of it yeah. i'm gonna say pot belly.
0: That's a great choice because you Lock, also get the okay. shake option. Yeah, yeah. You, you get some soup. You get a good cookie. Yep, yep. Probably that's a really good choice. I'm gonna, I'm going to pick something that you're not gonna be upset. I'm taking off the board. I don't think, hmm. but it's just important for me as a human. I'm gonna take Long John Silver's. Okay. Because sometimes I need fast I mean- food fish
1: i i understand long john silvers what constitutes fast food tom
0: does it just need like a drive-thru it needs a drive-thru that it can be expected you will receive your food within five minutes of ordering
1: okay i'm thinking a coffee slash breakfast option
0: oh smart I'm gonna
1: say it's not gonna be the best the best choice for this, but it's the one that's like I can expect consistency from, and that's
2: Starbucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take uh, this is my last pick, right? Yeah, fifth pick. I
0: will take Tim Hortons for the same reasons
1: you Tim took Starbucks. Hortons is a
0: great choice.
1: At least you have decent donuts on your side.
0: Yeah.
1: Baked baked goods at Starbucks, not really not really,
0: but i need i do it was yeah i need something that'll give me coffee the other other option was mcdonald's because i can get mcdonald's coffee but i already had burgers covered so like yeah
1: hold on i need to pull up the most the most um comprehensive list of fast food places that i can think of which is the uh episode list from the doughboys podcast (laughs) um
2: some right. of these are a little bit more fast casual than fast food, but. This might be cheating a little bit, but. Go for a better burger. And really? I'm going to go for an in and out. Interesting. In and out's my last one. Do you prefer?
0: So you I mean, because you just picked it, I can assume you prefer in and out to like Whataburger. I've never done a Whataburger, so. Okay. Have you had a chance? We talked about it a while back. Have you had a chance to watch that movie Vengeance? I have not had a chance to watch Vengeance yet, no. Okay. There's a funny thing in that movie involving In-N-Out or Whataburger. I don't know. Whichever one is Texas located. I'm pretty sure Whataburger
1: is more Texas located. in n outs more West
0: Coast.
2: Then there's a funny little thing about Whataburger that is funny to me. So if you've seen Vengeance, that little bit was for you
0: um well thanks for doing that draft with me
1: yes absolutely
0: again everybody you should comment reach out who has a better fast food bracket
1: i gotta think if i can think of a specific draft or if we spent too much time on this do you think i mean
2: should i don't I, know, it's, a it's varied enough
1: a, a draft we could do candy bars candy okay let's okay. do okay we'll do a quick candy candy draft
0: Okay, but it's really important. We need to specify some rules here. When we're saying candy, are we talking bar format or like Skittles on the table?
1: Uh, anything you can buy in a package that is at like the, um, okay, out out the grocery at a, a cash register. Okay. Okay. So it can include gum. It can include like a pack of Skittles. Gotcha. It can include a chocolate bar.
0: Okay, and this is another one that it's like you can't have anything else but these five for the rest of your life? Sure. Okay, who's picking first?
1: I guess I'm picking first. Um, Okay. I will go for a uh, Butterfinger.
0: I'm going to go with Starbursts.
1: Starburst. I will go for Peanut Butter, M&Ms. I'll go with Skittles. Skittles. Original Skittles? Yes. Side note, I was apparently in the minority because there was a time, and I'm not sure how brief a time it was. There was a time relatively recently where the green Skittles in original Skittles packs were green apple. And I was all about them. Yeah, and they changed them and they changed them back to lime. They were originally yep. lime, and they, they were green apple, and they changed them back to lime. And I'm going to be honest. I preferred them when they were green apple. That's just me.
0: Yeah, um, you, are, you are in the minority on that one.
1: Uh, I like a caramel apple uh, sucker,
2: or a lollipop, if you will. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take Reese's Cups.
1: Okay, just, just, this is, is this the entire family of
0: Reese's? I would say you can have Reese's Pieces, or Reese's Pieces, depending on how you want to say it. Zach, are you a Reese's Pieces or a Reese's Pieces kind
1: of guy? To my knowledge, it is a guy named Reese, and they are his pieces. Reese's Pieces? It's a possessive. It is Reese, and it is the pieces that are his. It is Reese's Pieces.
2: Zach,
0: how do you say the word, like uh, the Chernobyl power plant? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is uh,
1: nuclear. So you say not, nu- not nuclear. So
0: you say nuclear, nuclear, not, not nuclear. I say it as it is spelled. So you say nuclear. Now, there
1: are there are some some nuclear. words I don't say better as they are spelled. For example, February, it is, mm-hmm. it is spelled February, and Wednesday mm-hmm. when it is spelled Wednesday, mm-hmm. but uh, most of the population is on my side regarding those two specific pronunciations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Tom, if I were to say uh, Reese's Trees, would that count due to your, your drafting of Reese's Cups?
0: My follow-up question would be, what is a Reese's tree? You don't know what a Um, Reese's Tree is? No, I'm going to look it up right now.
1: So uh, Reese's Cups come in holiday Uh, variety.
0: I don't think you can take those.
1: Okay, they are extremely similar to Reese's Cups. Right,
0: which I think I've kind of taken. the
1: same brand. So that is, in my opinion, the largest loss I have taken in this entire drafting process. Sure. Is losing Reese's Trees and Reese's Eggs. Um uh let's see, I've got butterfingers, I got peanut butter m&ms I've got caramel apple suckers. Mm-hmm. Tom, I'm gonna be an extremely old man. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna no. say that I love love
0: a Werther's original.
2: Okay. I
0: thought you were gonna say something else. I thought you were gonna be like, and I'm gonna take an almond joy. <laughs> I don't dislike
1: almond joys. I actually I do like almond joys.
0: Um I'm going to take man I need a chocolate because I am not I have no chocolate yet right You have Reese's, cups.
1: Mm. Reese's cups Yeah
0: it's more peanut butter than chocolate in my head but I'm going to take Kit Kats Kit Kats All right All right for my final – Do you prefer do you prefer Kit Kats or Crunch bars
1: They're very similar to me mm. Mm. I don't I don't have a huge preference for either of them Neither of them are really my candy or choice Sure um, I think I prefer a Kit Kat over a Crunch, though. Another seasonal one that I'm calling dibs I love, uh, and this is an original, this is a similar brand to what you have, but it is, in my opinion, a completely different form of candy, and thus qualifies. Mm-hmm. I like Jelly Beans, specifically the Starburst brand. Yeah, that's fine. All right, that is my fifth.
0: Man, now I'm torn. Do I take Sour Patch Kids? Do I take... Snickers. Do I shock the world and take gobstoppers? I'm not gonna take gobstoppers. I do like gobstoppers. I don't think of them Ooh You know what I'm gonna take? Actually no I'm not. I was thinking of taking lemon heads. Um here's the thing about lemon heads. I don't know if I would ever go out of my way to buy them, but if anyone ever offers me one, I'm always like hell yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but I need to think of something I would go out of my way to buy, and for that reason, I think I will take snickers snickers yeah all right yeah that is that is the draft I think that's the way i gotta play it
1: i i good sportsmanship
0: yeah good well sport- played. good play. game here's Here's a question for you, Zach.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I recently noticed that i um, cause you watch a lot of movies and shows. I do indeed. So maybe you've fallen into the same problem I have. Um, I recently noticed that when I am, when I receive information from a movie or a show and somebody states it in a movie or a show as fact, I just assume the show writers or the movie writer took the time to look that up and is accurate so example
1: yes please i would i would love an example of this
0: what i mean is in john favreau's the jungle book uh when the christopher walken king louis explains the origin of the word papaya i'm just like yeah that probably is where that comes from and i have told other people who are like how how
1: does he how does he describe the origin of the word
0: papaya He's like, it got its na- I can't do it. Christopher Walken. He's like, it, it got its name from the sound the fruit makes when it fell out of the tree. Papaya. And okay. I have told people in the real world that who are like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. It's like, that's like. The cultures that are around papaya and are like and people are like wow that's really interesting and then they go out into the world with this information that i heard from a large orangutan monkey in yeah. a children's movie yeah and i am only now realizing the havoc that i have potentially unleashed on the world
2: i understand um well tom um I, I'm sure I have done this as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've been made aware of doing said thing until this very moment, though. Yeah, I, 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 I have not, I have not fallen prey to this specific papaya story. <laughs> sure. But sure I'm
2: sure, sure, sure. I'm
1: sure, I'm sure I have misinformed someone.
0: Yeah, I've they just noticed... noticed- there's just been a number of times where in a movie, there's just somebody who's from a different culture who's like, in my culture, we have a word for that. It's blah, blah, blah. And then like, I'll just pull that out of nowhere and just say that to somebody at a coffee shop or like, and then they leave. And I'm like, I actually have no idea if that's real. And they might go home and like Google it and be like, well, that's just some weird guy in a coffee shop who
2: is woefully misinformed.
1: Yep. What else can we talk about here, Tom? Tom, this is going to date our our Evergreen episode a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. But this is something I had planned circa our last recording, and we did not get to talk about
0: it. What if we called every other episode we ever did a coniferous recording?
2: Hmm.
0: <laughs> or a deciduous recording. A
1: deciduous recording. to The, the trees... Um, uh, Tom, so relatively recently regarding, I mean, relative to this episode, um, mm-hmm. there were two vaguely similar, um, news stories. Uh, one of which was disproven, was proven not to be legitimate, but the other one was proven to be legitimate. Um, one story was that James Earl Jones, who is in his mid 90s now, mm-hmm. uh, had, uh, given Lucasfilm I believe it's Lucasfilm uh, the legal authority to recreate his specific voice in AI in perpetuity whenever they wanted to
2: they could make him say words he never said yeah like
0: like new last names or or they could make him say cuss words
1: specifically very clearly it's uh so they can keep using darth vader and things right and and they more or less confirmed what i think a lot of people suspected when they announced this uh which is that james earl jones did not really get into a recording booth to do the lines for vader in the obi-wan series right and then the second story is, and this one has been disproven. There was a story going around that Bruce Willis had done a similar thing, but with his face. So that people uh, that generic stu- bald man. Yeah, uh, that studios could essentially deep fake his image onto. I guess, a gen- yes, a generic bald man. So that bruce willis could still be in movies despite the fact that due to his current um mm-hmm. condition he can no longer act yeah and that, that was proven to, to not be true um it was a thing that he had done for a commercial like a year ago but was
0: not planning to do for any other future things right i mean I don't know. I feel like I feel like the James Earl Jones thing makes sense. It's an iconic character. He's the voice of that character. Similar to I mean, similar to Mark Hamill in Mandalorian, like he was on set, but like also most of that wasn't him.
1: Yeah. I also don't think I think Vader's voice sounded a lot better in the Obi-Wan series. Right. Than Luke's uh, AI voice in the right Boba Fett series dead.
0: So that, I mean, that makes, that makes sense to me. I don't really have ethical issues with that. The, if the Bruce Willis thing was real and I think I'm sure we're headed there. Um, actually we've talked about it before on the show, but Bojack Horseman of all
2: things actually has like a whole subplot about this sort of thing. Um, Hmm. There, well,
1: there was also a news story, like, a few years ago that never actually right. came into fruition that they were going to try to do that with James Dean. Right. They were trying to digitally resurrect James Dean and put him in movies again. Yeah. Which was met with a decent amount of backlash, and I don't know if that's actually going to happen I, anymore.
0: They, I think they digitally resurrected and put Chris Farley in an ad a few years back, and it was, like, really controversial.
1: They kind of did a similar thing with uh Harold Ramis in Ghostbusters Afterlife too. Yeah. It's just I I there is an ethical conversation that I'm I'm not trying to have regarding dead actors yeah. being brought back.
0: Right. I mean they functionally did it in Rise of Skywalker with uh Carrie Fisher.
1: Yes. That was really them using footage they already had and puppeting it. Yeah. Into uh a thing one of my favorite uh bits on blank check was when david sims um compared the way they use um carrie fisher in rise of skywalker to um a job's puppet from uh from arrested development yeah the the, my name is judge thing. Yeah. yeah um but uh it that that is a a separate ethical situation the the more ethical situation i'm trying to probe into here is um uh uh why do we want our movies made with artificial intelligence now
2: right it, it,
1: it is it is to me the the corporate sort of analogy i can think of is oh, these dang robots are replacing our factory jobs. Yeah. But now it's these dang computers are replacing our entertainment industry jobs.
0: Yeah, and I mean, to some extent, I'm like, listen, Harrison Ford can say whatever he wants about, like, when I die, Indiana Jones died. Like, no, we can recast Indiana Jones. Like, that's fine. I would not be whole mortified or offended if they recast somebody to play middle-aged to young Luke Skywalker. That wouldn't ruin my childhood or anything. Somebody else could voice Darth Vader. You might be able to tell it's different, but like, I don't I mean, know. Many
2: people have.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just weird to me to be like... Again, this has been debunked, and we know that, but, like, if, if they were, like, we're making a new Die Hard with, like, CGI Bruce Willis just sending it, mm-hmm. um, I'd be like, why? Just, like, just recast John McClane. People will get over it, and it's not, I don't know, like, you don't own the characters you play. Like, that's not, I don't know, get generous artist, and, like the character is bigger than you and just be thankful that you got a chance to play the character for the time you did. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if they, if like, imagine if the James Bond estate, whoever owns it now was just That's like
1: the, uh, the broccoli family. <laughs> uh, no, so, it's, it's real. Yeah. It's this, real. This is a bit of a tangent. The broccoli family who are, I'm not kidding. The heirs to the creator of broccoli. As in the vegetable, the vegetable, the vegetable, it, broccoli was not originally a naturally occurring vegetable. It is a cross between cauliflower and something else.
0: So, does anybody who grows broccoli have to pay them like?
1: See, I don't some know. I don't know. Fee? I don't know about that. But, That's so
0: weird to me.
1: Um, the broccoli family, I believe, are the people who at least bought the movie rights from.
0: Ian Why F- would you name a food after yourself? I was like, uh, <laughs> don't forget to eat your broccoli. And that's like your name. And you're like, oh,
1: the broccoli family bought the movie rights for James Bond from Ian Fleming in the 60s and have continued to
0: own those rights into the. Right, I'm still trying to I'm trying to process that broccoli is I not like a them. coincidental.
1: I got I to I look this up now.
0: It's not like a coincidental thing where it's like if you meet somebody whose last name is like. Carrot with one R, and you're like, oh, that's, like, the food. They're like, no, my family, like, invented carrots centuries ago. Okay. And every carrot you've ever eaten, both baby and non-baby, like the Bugs Bunny ones. And anytime Bugs Bunny ate a carrot, we got five cents. That's my family, carrot. And then we discovered gold, and they started using carrot with a K. And they beat us on copyright. And that was a really hard time for my ancestors. And I, I'm now every, every food I ever eat, I'm going to assume that somewhere along the line, there's some family named, oh, the potato family. And then they all get together once a year. Okay. History of broccoli. History
1: of broccoli. Okay. I might be wrong about this. Mm,
0: not in my head canon. Zach, says I this is, I
1: I guess I I committed the the Tom sin and I
0: except except now I'm even though you've told me you're wrong, I am going to go into work tomorrow and be like, "Guys, No, hold on, hold on, hold on, what. hold on. Hold on. Okay. Uh
1: the word broccoli comes from the Italian plural broccolo which means the flowering fr- crest of a cabbage. Uh uh, the Broccoli family, whose members include Albert R. Broccoli <laughs> and Barbara Broccoli for, R.
0: Broccoli,
1: for producing the James Bond films, claim that their ancestors were those who um, named the vegetable. Looking
2: so it might them. not
1: be true, but the family
0: claims that it is. My ancestors came up with the word ghost and ghoul and now we're wolf.
1: Now, my, and I am their descendant, John Ghoul. John R. Gould. John R. Gould. What is it? What did you say his name was? Albert R. Broccoli. Albert R. Broccoli, <laughs> who, is, who, has since, who has since died. His daughter, Barbara Broccoli.
0: <laughs> Barbara Broccoli. That's like a veggie tail name. A little, little bit, yeah. <laughs> Here comes Barbara Broccoli.
1: Oh. Uh. Um, Barbara Broccoli, uh, Helbert, R. Broccoli continues to, uh, to be in charge of the James Bond franchise.
0: What were we talking about? Folks? Listen, I don't know. I don't know you. I don't know your story, but I can tell you this. If you want joy, pure unmitigated joy, you just got to lower the bar. You just gotta lower the bar of things that give you delight. That can be anything from colors to imagining someone signing a check in all seriousness and being like, "I am Albert R. Broccoli, and my family comes from the Broccoli Empire, which we created." Oh my word!
1: the The name being the name is that that they're so the. The creation of Broccoli was so long ago that I don't think they have any legal right to profit off of the name Broccoli. But that's still just their last name. Broccoli. Yeah. We don't own
0: it anymore.
1: Anymore. But we do own James Bond. And we're changing his
0: name to Broccoli. His name is James Broccoli. (laughs) James Broccoli. (laughs) That's his code. His, like, spy name is James Bond. But in the next movie... Named he like broccoli. has to give his driver's license over to Evan for some reason, and it's like
2: Edelbert's
0: Ah Broccoli, codenamed James Bond. <laughs> uh
2: point being CGI people. My point was gonna be if the Broccoli estate
0: <laughs> if the if the Broccoli estate was like, hey, we're just going to put Sean Connery back in them instead of casting a new guy. We're just doing young Sean Connery again. He's back. Yeah. I would be like, but why? Sure. I, I again, I've said this before. I'm not opposed to a multiverse James Bond situation where Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig interact with a new James Bond.
1: You want like a Doctor Who reunion special?
0: Yeah. Where it's like the three bonds, and it's like they're all like, "I'm getting too old for this." Oh, I used to be James Bond, but like they legitimately like that's his code name. That's not his real legal given name. Yeah. So it's so like that.
1: That's that can be true for all of them except the Daniel Craig one, because in Skyfall he goes to his childhood home and you see his parents' tombstones, and it is like his parents' names are like Greg and Patricia Bond.
2: Right.
0: Like, So you have Daniel Craig Bond, the new Bond, Pierce Brosnan, and, are any Timothy, of the other ones alive? Timothy
1: Dalton's still alive.
0: And Timothy Dalton. You have all of them. You have like the five doctors, but you have the five spies. And they're all just like, to Daniel Craig, so they're like, oh, what a coincidence that you actually had the, and they're like, yeah, they almost made me have to change my name to Broccoli. George Lazenby is also still alive.
2: Here's my—I don't even think it's a hot take anymore. He's not
0: bad as
2: James no, he's Bond. he's not
1: bad. He's not bad. It's just weird that he, um, that he just—he—he he exists right in the middle of the Connery, year. right,
0: right. So the Broccoli Estate, <laughs> yes. <laughs> The broccoli estate. You, you got you to gotta hold it in, Tom. Okay. We've said bro- it so many times. The people who own James Bond purchased James Bond from Ian Fleming. I believe
1: they purchased the movie rights from Ian Fleming. Ian Fleming still, like, owned
0: the books. My sure. So, so it's been in this family for a while. My thing is simply this. They claim that their ancestors were the originators, but it seems like you said that historically they don't necessarily have the footing, but where did their money come from?
1: Uh, let me look up Albert R. Broccoli, see what he was about. (laughs) Cause he's, he's the guy who started it. Oh, the, uh,
0: was he just like, we assume our family got really rich on broccoli. Because I just inherited a bunch of money that I'm choosing to buy James Bond with.
1: Looks like uh, Albert R. Broccoli uh, sort of bounced around a few jobs, but eventually started working um, in the movie industry, specifically with Howard Hughes. Great. Um, I don't know if that gave him any money, but... He worked with Howard Hughes for a little bit, got in a fight with the creator of the Three Stooges I'm reading here. um I just uh a uh the fight which I believe led to the creator of the three Stooges' death oh uh it was so like a bar fight.
0: He, he killed a man um, he probably insulted his he was like. I've always preferred cauliflower and then Albert R. broccoli, I was like how dare you
1: and then uh that in cauliflower the cauliflower
0: family ripped our formula off, yeah, and then we what well, we did to the cabbage, they did to the broccoli
1: um, and then he moved to the u k and started a production company, and then um that production company becoming um eon eon productions which is the company that handles right james bond
0: huh well i still like the universe where there is just a very wealthy family but they don't know where their generational wealth came from and they just looked at their last name and were like i mean it's gotta be that we created broccoli right (laughs) but no one knows see i don't know
1: if he was actually from a wealthy family
0: I know. I'm saying that I like
2: the universe where that's the case, even though that might not be the one we live in. Yeah.
1: Do you have a bomb, Tom?
2: Sounds like a biography of Albert R. Broccoli would be interesting. He kills Red Skelton and some other guy and then buys James Bond. Um do i have a bomb i do not
1: Uh, i I do not do you have anything for me to react to
0: uh
1: we did a proper zach's react
0: yeah give me one sec i gotta pull it up all right
1: uh tom albert r broccoli's nickname uh was cubby so he's cubby broccoli (laughs) if that's of any use to you
0: so um I have I have a I'd like you to react to um a man who in New York City was charged um sorry a man from New York City was charged with trying to cross the US Canadian border Uh
1: yeah hold on yeah there is yeah it's a man from New York City not a man in New yes. York City. Yes. There's not there's not a Canadian border in New yes. York as far as I, I can tell.
0: Yes. Um a man from New York City was charged crossing the US Canadian border. Uh this man's name I don't need to tell you but I know it. Um his his name's Calvin I won't tell you his last name. Um he was Charged because he was trying to cross the border, and the border guard asked the normal questions. Uh, This is a true story. Uh, They were like, Any firearms, any fruit, any whatever. Mm. The border guard noticed that something size, this is, I'm quoting the New York Times article,
2: something sizable was moving in the man's pants. So the border guard was like, is there any pets or wildlife with you?
0: And the guy's like, no. The man's like, hmm, I'm going to need you to pull over. The man, and this is true, had not one but two
2: Burmese pythons in his pan as he crossed the border.
1: The, the listener does not know, but I'm wiggling my eyebrows right now.
0: How do you feel about Python Pants Kelvin B
2: from New York City?
0: So I know that
2: Python, Burmese Pythons, to my knowledge, can be pretty large. Hmm. Um, I had a cousin
1: who had a ball python, uh, and it was pretty chill um nice uh but it was only maybe about three or four feet long altogether. so still pretty small burmese pythons though uh can get up to uh in the wild oh, almost 12 feet long captivity wise av- the average length of a wild burmese python is 12 feet
0: uh, yeah so he saw animals. something moving in this guy's some, pants
1: Some
2: can get up to 18. uh although the minimum size uh uh i don't know how long they can get but they can get long um they
1: those are two big old snakes mm-hmm. now if this is a burmese
2: python that has eaten recently it'll probably be pretty chill. Right. right. Right, right, That said, you got a lot of blood vessels in your legs. You got a lot of
1: useful muscles in your legs. I personally, and this is just me, would not prefer
2: to have any number of snakes down my pants. Right. No, that makes sense to me. That's just me, though right that makes sense to me so i mean if you're the border
0: guard would you have just been like you know what man just keep them
1: i don't know that because i wouldn't do that because i'm reading that they can become um an invasive species and so i would rather that not be the case for in my country yeah get these snakes out of canada keep them keep them away
2: I respect that. Well, it
1: doesn't feel like we have quite the energy to get off the show on, but I gotta I gotta get going in just a bit. So
0: I mean again, this is just for filler for for our fans to have something to give their ears. A little
1: a little morsel of of podcast.
0: It was either this or webisodes, guys, which are gonna be two minutes long each. Nobody wanted those. Yeah.
1: And then you'll all be arguing whether or not they count as canon because they weren't part of the main feed.
0: I'll tell you we what know. is canon in my head. I'm telling people at work tomorrow. Albert R. Broccoli. All right. If I'm you enjoy, lead- lower the bar, okay, man? I'm going
1: to let Tom, marin- uh, not marinate, just stew on that broccoli a little bit longer. And we'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening.